just like most, if not all other houses on the market right now, we got into a multiple offer situation and uh, had to beat six other buyers out in order to lock this one down for our clients. Welcome to episode four and get ready, everyone. This is a good one. We have Aaron Joyce on today, also known as your Nashville agent, and we discuss his recent closing in Brentwood. This home was actually country music legend Tanya Tucker's home, and Aaron discusses strategies on how he won this deal for his clients. Later in the episode, Aaron reveals how he scaled his team from one to seven, so you don't want to miss that. And with that, here's the show. Today, we're speaking with Aaron Joyce with Keller Williams. Aaron, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm glad you could uh, jump on here for a few minutes. And uh, before we get into the things, uh, I'd love to learn a little bit about a new coffee shop or new restaurant or something that you are, that you found that you're liking recently. Well, we're actually, uh, we just got reservations to Eddie V's. Haven't been there yet, but I've heard a lot of great things. So uh, look forward to trying that out. You know, other than that, uh, the the rock and roll sushi just opened down the street for from me. So I took my daughter there the other day, which was pretty awesome. So nice. uh, Eddie V's is definitely uh, February 5th. I'll be trying that out. Okay, so. cool. That That's funny. We have a we had Caitlin Martin on our first episode and she said Eddie V's hands down her her favorite place in Nashville. So, OK, well, then here we go. How long yeah. did it take you to get that reservation? <laughs> Um, honestly, uh, we had plans with a couple a few weeks back and their babysitter fell out. So, so did our plans. <laughs> and so I got, uh, another couple to go with us on February 5th and it just happened to check and it worked out. So excited to check right. it out. Cool. All right, everyone, Eddie B's check it out. That's already two. So, uh, <laughs> check it out. awesome. Well, now we'll just kind of transition into, um, one of your recent closings, actually your most recent closing, um, in the Brentwood area. Um, why don't you just talk about a little bit about the property, kind of the size of it, um, and what, what type of, you know, home was it? Well, it was, um, you know, for Nashville and the music business, it was somewhat of a little bit of a historic home, right? Um, Tanya Tucker was moving and uh, relocating her, her sons. And we have some clients moving in from Arizona, whose child will be going to school, uh, at FRA. And so they needed a lot of space. Uh, uh, this is about an 8,400 square foot home, five beds, five and a half baths. And uh, just like most, if not all other houses on the market right now, we got into a multiple offer situation and uh, had to beat six other buyers out in order to lock this one down for our clients. Wow. What, what did you do? Anything particular in this one to, to win this deal? Did you have to waive anything or um, was there something particular that the, the seller wanted that you're able to uh, commit to? You know, this market is crazy. Everybody says that it's such a cliche, but at the same time, you have to be able to write a great offer and still protect your clients. So, you know, that how do you waive things, but still protect people is something that I feel like we really figured out this year. So we did an escalation clause uh, with no cap, right? $10,000 higher than the next highest offer to X. Uh, which allows our buyers to be in control of the final say because the seller goes, oh, $10,000, okay, here's the next highest offer. And now my buyer gets to say no versus the seller telling us no. Uh, we found that in this market, it gives us a, an advantage of control back to our buyers uh, with so many buyers feeling out of control, like they're just throwing money and hope it sticks. This way they always, or almost always, 
get a response and a counteroffer that they can then accept or decline. So uh, that was the first thing we did as far as the uh, multiple offers. Uh, it was listed uh, initially at two, let's see, two million ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Uh, we ended up locking it down uh, just under two three at two point two seven five. Um, we did an as is contingent uh, inspection and no appraisal. Uh, our clients uh, did buy, I believe, with cash on this one. Uh, so we waived the financing. But once again, you know, you start talking about all those things, you need to make sure you're on the exact same page with your client so that when you go in, uh, barring any major deficiencies on an inspection or waiving any kind of appraisal contingency or even an escalation clause up to X, that they're comfortable making those moves. And so I think that just comes with you know, really getting to know your client, really understanding the market and then preparing them for what could happen and then guiding them appropriately so that they can win. That's awesome. Uh, that's great, great advice and feedback right there. Um, and you said they're moving from out of state. Would you say the what percentage of the people that you're working with are from outside of Middle Tennessee originally? Um, connecting with probably 50%. Uh, actually end up working with just based on timeframes, et cetera, probably 25%. Um, a lot of our business comes from past clients, referrals, uh, whether it's Keller Williams Network um, here in, in the United States from all over, or uh, just our past clients introducing us to friends and family here in, in Middle Tennessee. So I'd say it's probably somewhere about 25 to 30% of the people we work with are coming in from out of state. Okay. And what advice could you give someone that's moving out of state as far as timeline? When, when would, if you were working with someone and you had the ideal timeline, because obviously, like you said, this market is crazy and it might take a few tries, what would you feel comfortable with telling someone that they need to start X amount of months or weeks ahead of time? Honestly, I, I don't think it's too far ahead of time because what you're looking at today will be gone tomorrow. I think being mentally prepared with a really quality buyer's consult so that when they do come into town, we had a guy come in from New Jersey last week and we said, hey, this is going to happen. If you want it to happen, it'll happen this weekend. Uh, and here's what you're you know, going to come across. And it did. You know, Day one is about kind of getting out and looking and feeling the market and kind of what their preferences are. But uh, day three, uh, you know, writing an offer. So I think preparing them the best way possible and also saying, look, if you like a house, you, you need to make a move today. Um, because it won't be there tomorrow. And that, that seems to be pretty, uh, pretty reasonable in most people's minds. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I want to also take some of our time here to just talk about your, your success in, in 2021 and, and how you got there. And obviously it was a process. Um, I believe you closed 104 units and did about 61 million. Is that right? That's correct. And not me. Uh, we do have a team, right? We have um, a new construction acquisition specialist. Aaron is his name as well. Uh, my wife uh, is the lead buyer's agent. I tend to focus on listings. And then we have Sean, Sam, and Nick, who uh, all you know jump in and help when they can. Uh, we also have a transaction coordinator and a director of ops. So right now we're, we're seven strong and uh, looking to grow. So, you know, what we do or what we're trying to do is build a foundation for success for other people to come in and then, you know, one touch communicate with their, their network or open house opportunities that we create for them. And then uh, once again, support them so that we all grow and hit our goals. Yeah, that's great. 
when when you made that first hire, what what was that position and, and why did you choose that? And would you go back and do the same uh, same selection for that? As far um, as the role, not the person, but the role. <laughs> right, right. No, we uh, I was honest somebody else's team originally. And um, when the time came to jump ship, as it were, my initial conversation with the other person was, hey, I've got this idea for a brand. You're a Nashville agent at Keller Williams. That's the name of our team. You're a Nashville agent. Um, I've got this brand. And, uh, you know, I think maybe we he was at the time looking for a new branding concept. And so, uh, you know, he didn't want to partner up. He didn't want me and um, my idea to kind of jam up what he was thinking, which is fine. Absolutely. It happens. And so my wife and I were on his team. She was the marketing manager and I was his lead agent. And then my showing assistant from that team. So the three of us jumped ship uh, kind of together. So hit the ground running as a, as a three piece, uh, as it were. And uh, I would say having a little bit better understanding of, you know, what exactly I was getting into as far as being a business person would have, would have been great. Um, I knew that I could connect and share my value with people over the phone as far as like lead generation. And that's at the time about my extent of knowledge of the real estate business. So I knew we were going to be all right there, but um, over the last, you know, it's been five and a half years since we started your Nashville agent culture and accountability and uh, expectations and things like that, that I didn't have in place. Now we have in place or we didn't have in place. Then we, we have in place now. And so it's allowing us to grow and scale a little bit quicker and be a little more uh, bigger thinking when it comes to establishing the next two to five years of what we're looking to do. Awesome. And what made you, I know there's some listeners and some realtors listening to this that might be thinking about making the move in 2022 and going out and starting their own team. What in every situation is a little bit different, but what was it for you to take that leap and say, you know, I'm ready to do this. Uh, For me, it was, um, the fact that I had been managing his team, um, I, I would say I probably took it a little bit personal that he didn't want to partner up because I was his lead sales guy and my marketing idea, obviously, I thought was brilliant. <laughs> but um, I would say make sure you focus on the on the basics and consistently rinse and repeat. It's really a relationship business um, while numbers and payroll and you know, taxes and all those kind of things will start to come into play as it grows. It's truly just one relationship at a time, great phone conversations and knowing your value in the market. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Well, great. Well, as we close with this, uh, with this interview, I just want to ask you maybe what's one thing that you um, learned early on or wish you learned early on, or even something that you do now that brings success, whether it's a daily, um, something you do every day or weekly, What's a tip that you could maybe give to a realtor that just starting out that um, helped you, you know, get success? I, I believe it's uh, be prepared for the no's, right? I think a lot of people get on the phone and, and no kills their day or kills their momentum. And, and it's easy to get scared of or not want to hear a rejection. But I get on the phone looking for no's. I find that if you're ready to get those out of the way, there's a yes coming. And so my mindset uh, when prospecting or connecting with people is, you know, how many of these will I need to get around? So I, I get on the phone prepared for the rejection because then uh, it just really helps me face the day and and not be scared to to rinse and repeat tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. It's like, you know, if you're getting four no's and you usually get, you know, you're hitting 20%, then that fifth phone call, you probably get really excited about because it's coming. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it's true. It's proven time and time again. And so, uh, yeah, you just got to get in that right mindset. 
Oh, cool, Aaron. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, what's the best way to uh, for people to get in touch with you? Is it, I know your website is at yournashvilleagent.com. Is that correct? That, that's correct. Or uh, feel free to call or text anytime, 615-579-0054. It's uh, Aaron Joyce, your Nashville agent at Keller Williams. And, uh, you know, even if you're not looking to buy or sell or join my team, I'd love to connect with you and talk about the market. Perfect. Awesome. And we'll put all that in the show notes like we do. So you can just click on that and it'll take, uh, take you to uh, Aaron's page. Awesome. Well, great. Well, cool. Well, thank you for jumping on here. I really appreciate it and uh, wish you all the luck here in, in 2022. It's, it's going to be another uh, crazy year. Yes, it is. Look, thank you for having me and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you're a realtor and would like to be interviewed, you can email Nashville Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay informed on when the next episode will drop and give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the show. Thank you.